0: Hi, I'm Sarah Storey, Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour, a weekly conversation with creative Mississippians from across the state. Today we're joined by Ryan N. Dennis, an American curator and writer who is currently Chief Curator and Artistic Director at the Mississippi Museum of Arts, Center for Art and Public Exchange. And we will be discussing their upcoming exhibition Piercing the Inner Wall, The Art of Dusty Bonche. Welcome, Ryan. Hi,
1: Sarah. So nice to be um, with you on air this, today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um working from home today, as uh, maybe many of us listening still are in that, in that um, process and, you know, balancing as we do, especially right now in these moments.
0: Absolutely, and you're still pretty new to Jackson, and I and I just moved back, so we're kind of in the same boat, just navigating new jobs and new new times in um,
1: a pandemic world. Completely, Um, which you know I've actually really been enjoying, you know, the transition and just enjoy or you know finding about finding out about Jackson and like what it has to offer in this in this moment in time so um you know I tell everyone I've really enjoyed like going to um going to the mounds right like in, in Natchez and and just really exploring the land here it's been a really grounding and like kind of spiritual exercise for me and my family um but also you know um navigating the terrain that is right the Mississippi Museum of Art and learning about my colleagues right through um you know through new modes of communication via like the Zoom room, et cetera. Um, which has been really exciting. It's a it's a test of like strength in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? I'm Absolutely. sure you feel similar to that, um, with your new position.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's not the same getting to know people by digital means. Um, as it is in person, but you know, there are definitely positives as well that, you know, we're all just trying to focus on, so. Well, today we are talking about an upcoming exhibition, and I'm personally excited about this exhibition because it comes to you guys from the Ogden Museum of Southern Art, where I worked from 2012 to 2018. So I'm just thrilled that Dusty's work is coming back to Mississippi. So I'd love to just hear, in your words, just a little bit about what this exhibition is, is going to share with our, our museum community.
1: Um, yeah, so, you know, Piercing the Inner Wall, the Art of Dusty Bonjay um, is, you know, Dusty is um, is an artist who is widely considered to be Mississippi's. Artist to work consistently in a kind of modernist style um I think um folks will be really moved by uh, the kind of um uh, moved kind of um, between like figurative and and really kind of cubist depiction of her of her life right from um being in her Mississippi home in the 1930s and then you know, going through a kind of period of a surrealism and into this kind of uh, more abstract expressionist style that really um, really defined the kind of uh, the nature of her work. I think, you know, I just actually got home from um, going to the galleries and so it was really wonderful. You know, at this point where you lay an exhibition out, um, you know, on, with your exhibition designer online. So it was just nice to, you know, and obviously have a checklist, but it was just nice to be in the galleries with the work um, and see it up close and personal. Um, I think think our, uh, my hope really is that, um, you know, folks connect to the many styles of uh, work that she navigated through and learned a bit about her life. Um, for those who you know don't know, I actually did not know um, Dusty Bonger. and so it's been uh, rewarding to um, have some understanding <clears throat> about where she sits within this kind of abstract expressionist style as a woman, as a as, and as a woman from Mississippi. So it's been, um, which I'm still learning. So <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> um, it's been a good, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a good learning experience, I'm just thrilled for. Um, folks to have some time to come into uh, the galleries and you know just be with the work it's it's really quite meditative and contemplative you know um, so I think that um, what you're experiencing is what
0: a, a lot of folks will be experiencing I'm sure a few a few people here and there have heard of Dusty Jay but probably are not as familiar with her work and absolutely have not had the chance to see a whole body of work at one time, so I think that will be really special. What struck you when you were unpacking the art, laying it out? What was surprising to you to see the work in person as a whole rather than on a screen, as you've probably been studying it?
1: Yeah, it's um, a good question. I mean, like scale. You know, the scale differences between the work, earlier work is you know more studies and smaller, smaller kind of canvas. Um, paintings and then um, you move into a kind of surrealism um, aspect of um, uh, she calls them keyhole people or kind of like into the voids and I just love the 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 play of of scale right and also like coloration um, just recognizing which you don't you know it's hard to read no matter how you know how high res an image can be, it's just hard to read how colors show up on a screen. And so um, there's a lot of um, beautiful um, markings with color and just, you can, in my opinion, you know, really get a sense of um, how she was like sitting with work and her brush, her brush strokes and um, just feel really kind of um, like intentional and and sensitive all at the same time that's great that's a great description and is
0: this all 2d work did she make any 3d or sculptural sculptural work yeah in this actually
1: show? i mean majority of the so the exhibition really comprises of about 65 paintings i think there's a, a approximately like 28 or 29 um <clears throat> works on paper and then um um Three sculptures, um, and so you're familiar, Sarah, with the the museum's uh, galleries. And so what I've done is the kind of smaller works. Um, you know, when you walk into the museum, there has been a like the pre-Columbian works that are on view right in the kind of corridor. And so um, I've staged like her old uh, workstation, paintings, et cetera. Um, or paints, sorry, paints um, in some of the corridors. And then there are some sculptures of hers and smaller studies, which is really like an alluring, you know, (laughs) opportunity, I think, for folks to, um, you know, walk their way down the corridor and then be met with, you know, these larger um, paintings. That's awesome. That's really exciting.
0: So as as you've been just learning more about the Mississippi Museum of Art and the story it tells, how do you think Dusty fits in into the story
1: of, of Mississippi and, and our artist? I mean, it's a, a good question. You know, I'm now nine months in with um, the museum, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation in a in a... Push really to think about where artists, women, and artists of color um, find themselves—not only in our collection, but more um, with the kind of exhibition of their work. And so, I think Dusty's um, work in this exhibition is a true kind of opportunity for us to um, demonstrate how, you know, um, the the exhibitions that we're we will take or, or produce um, is in line with our, you know, strategic plan, with the vision that Betsy Bradley, our director, has for the museum, you know, really thinking about uh, regional context while um, finding ways to make connections to, you know, folks outside of the region, but still um, with the ethos of, like, um, regionality, woman-ness, and ness uh, and people of color, which is you know, an exciting kind of journey to um, to be on and to also, you know, stimulate with the museum. Absolutely.
0: And there are quite a few uh, women artists that were creating during that time. Have you found that Dusty had influences by women artists or, or were they were more male artists or what was she... Sort of thinking Mm -hmm. through as she was creating?
1: Yeah, you know, so some of the literature that I've been reading has really been about her kind of um, like her contemporaries, Agnes Martin, Jackson Pollock, Robert Rauschenberg, you know, Clifford Still. Um, If you think about kind of male abstract expressionists, you know, uh, I think there has been a lot written about how you know, these were her friends and these were uh, folks that were influential for her, but also that, you know, she had influence on, but as, you know, as I believe that artists are, you know, it's like, um, the kind of pointed direction that we have from these kind of male abstractionists, I think, um, so much of where women sat in this kind of, um, and this historical like moment is still being um, shared in so many ways right and so the connections I think were there it's just that um, maybe we're late to catch up right and and just state what what some of those um, who some of those folks were if it was kind of a Lee Krasner um, you know other um, abstract expressionist women that we know but have not maybe made those connections to Dusty. And I'm hoping that this exhibition illuminates some of that for um, for us internally, but also with our viewers, right? Um, or at least allows for <clears throat> people to become more curious about where um, women were in in the period of Abstract Expressionism, because there are, you know, there are so many, um, you know, central to uh, the production of, of a painting during that time. <clears throat> Absolutely, and it, it is, it's
0: exciting to to have a rediscovery of an artist's work, and um, mm-hmm. of course, just make all of those great connections from the names that are more household names, um, a little bit more so than Dusty Bonjay. So that's great. I'm, I'm so just thrilled that you guys are thinking through this and producing this exhibition in Jackson. This is Sarah Story, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. You are listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. To have access to all Arts Hour interviews, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen to the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m.
1: Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor, from fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Sarah Storey, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. Today I'm talking with Ryan Dennis, the Curator at the Mississippi Museum of Art, and we are discussing the upcoming exhibition, Piercing the Inner Wall, the Art of Dusty Bonjé." Thanks again, Ryan, for joining us today.
1: So good to be on with you, Sarah.
0: So... I'd love to just hear more and just give folks listening a little bit better idea of Dusty Bonjay's life. You know, when her time she was born in Mississippi to her long journey around to different cities and and back again.
1: Um, Of course. I mean, so, Dusty was born in August of 1903. She was raised in Biloxi. Um, she attended Blue Mountain College in 1919. And then at some point, I mean, she received her kind of parents' blessing to leave Mississippi, and she went to study theater in Chicago in 1921. Um, I think around this time is when she met her husband, um, Archie Bonjay, who uh, was a painter and and but some have described, I guess, as like a, a kind of cowboy-esque, um, you know, guy from um, from Nebraska. Um, I mean, Dusty and, and Archie um, got married in, in 1928, and they actually came back to Mississippi, had their wedding um, in, in Biloxi. And, um, you know, from my you know, readings and, and, and just research on on, um, on Dusty, it seems to me that um, Archie had a really big influence on, on Dusty just in terms of getting her um, maybe to expand her, like, creative practice, right, into painting. Um, I mean, as a person who is married to a musician, I definitely understand the kind of um, expansion that happens, like, creatively, right? Um, for uh, someone when you're in such a kind of close, intimate relationship. It, it appears to me, too, that Dusty was really, um, like, a kind of curious um, woman, a kind of, you know, already interested in acting in, in theater, and just, you know, when you are then with married to a painter, um, and then moving to New York, right, your eyes and your um, senses just open up in so many different directions. And I think that is what we see within um, Dusty's, um, you know, of 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 painting, really. And you can see it in the galleries. Like what's so, you know, what's so nice to see through her paintings is how the coast is represented um, and like time periods and also geographic locations have in fact influenced some of the work as well right i feel like there are some paintings (laughs) within the exhibition that literally like resonate certain feelings that i had while living in new york right like it's just a little more grim it's a little more like textured it's a bit more um you know grittier than say a scene a landscape of beachside you know um water and just like a free-flowing, um, you know, movement within a painting that we see. So, you know, um, uh, Dusty and, and, um, and her husband, Archie, um, you know, had a, I think, intense kind of beautiful life together, but he also um, got really sick um, not too long after they were married and, and um, you know, they got let's see, they got married in 1928 and then he passed away in um, 1935. And between that time, she um, excuse me, she had a son, um, Lyle, and um, he was born in I believe 1929, right? And so if you, you know, um, Archie passes away in 1935 and then she has this life of you know, being a painter, but also being a, a single mother. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, Dusty has been, she was a fortunate woman, right? Um, and so I don't, I think even within her fortune is for me recognizing um, her her womanness and her single, you know, being a single mother um, while still actively Uh, pursuing a kind of painting career during the time that um, this was you know in the 40s 50s 60s was still quite a significant kind of um, mark for her
0: that's amazing and and you know for her to to even go to college as a woman um, during that time was not was was fairly rare so that's amazing that, that she went to Blue Mountain College and then, and then even went on to Chicago to do theater. Um, mm-hmm. Do are you? Can you see the time period in her paintings change after after Archie passed?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I think what you'll what you see, or at least sense, is um, you know they're just so dry like, drastic in their, you know, in their, like, explorations, and I think one just might be very curious, like, wow, what was going on in this woman's life for these, you know, expressions to be as, like, drastic as they were, and so, um, you know, obviously for people who are just kind of coming to know this, this painter, you know, I think Um, It's it's always I'm always really curious about yeah what people were going through like why why the decision to make these kind of um, like um, voids or you know the keyhole people more surrealist kind of um, paintings or you know sometimes people just need to not um, like put too much into say a painting and then you have. something more like cerebral but also very bodily right like within these kind of abstracted moments so I think you can see it and I think um it is felt through not only her like life transitions but where she literally was like at a moment in time right like between Mississippi or <clears throat> New York et cetera. absolutely um,
0: did, and did she show, where, where, where was her career mostly known? Was she known in, in New York or on the coast during her lifetime?
1: Um, good question. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, it is escaping me, which is really terrible, but there was, um, a gallery that she showed with in New York that really kind of opened up a lot of. Um, you know, support and opportunity for her, um, which I think was really kind of significant. I so sorry, I'm forgetting the name of this right, um, the gallery right now. Um, you know, and there is also something really interesting I think about like artists that come from the south um, and and how kind of quote unquote well known they are. I mean, I think obviously during the time that Dusty was was working, she was probably overshadowed by the number of, you know, like male artists dominating, you know, <clears throat> um, opportunities. You know, I think we know what that story looks like. And so, you know, her, I guess, well-knownness is happening now through an exhibition like this and, um you know, it's my hope. I, I you know, I, 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 we, you and I talked a little bit about this a few days ago. That you know, um, there might be other opportunities where this exhibition travels, say, to Chicago or to New York, to really make the connections of her, um, her life, in the places like that she has touched, and and with her with her, with her paintings, as a kind of influence. You know, I think it would. It would be such a great opportunity for her for, for her legacy and her family as well absolutely
0: and it's it's always um fascinating to just see when exhibitions like this do travel to other cities you always f- discover new things about the artists along the way i'm sure you've you found that to be <laughs> right. true as well <laughs> completely completely <laughs> which is exciting yeah so what uh, is there a piece when you've been looking through the exhibition you know putting it together laying it out is there a, is there a piece or a series that has really struck you personally
1: mm. Um good question Sarah <laughs> You know I it's, it's, sometimes I try not to get like too um like too connected like, not too connected, but, like, have, like, favorites in this show. But I will say, um, she has a series of, uh, they're called Void, so they're essentially these um, kind of large-scale, well, they feel very, like, surreal, um, circular drawings, pretty intense coloration um, that was um done really like in the 80s actually um like I just find those to be really um stunning um Mm. they're I don't know I think it's like a con there is something within those paintings that connect to um her earlier paintings but just more like mature almost more um, refined and kind of um, directed, but also, I mean, I'm, a, um, I'm a, a, a person that meditates quite often. And so um, there is, I think within this section, there just seems to be something like spiritual about like an investigation that she might have been going through. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to um, Bradley, who was the exhibition's curator from the Ogden, when he um, gives his talk, which will be on February 20th, um, it, it will be a a, a a virtual program, but I'm really looking forward to hearing how um, some of these really distinct sections, like have, how he was thinking about them when he organized it. But yeah, I mean, I'm really moved by the Void section and some of her later work. Um, specifically, yeah, between, like, 1982 to 87, um, these really lovely, like, red, red-orange um, drawings, or paintings, uh, that's one of my favorites, you know, if we will, is called uh, Big Red and Passage, and they're just, um, scale-wise, it's, again, they're, like, Scale is, uh, has, has maximized within, you know, this body of work, and um, there's just something more, yeah, intentional and, like, refined about, I guess, the ways that she was working in, in, in this time period, which I love. That's great. Yeah, and you, you mentioned there were, there was a, a wide
0: range of scale in this exhibition, so so folks will be able to see maybe the process of how she thought about her work from studies on paper to to larger scale. Is that completely? Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
1: And I always love seeing studies. I mean, it's one of my favorite things about um, like, (laughs) yeah, an artist, you just get to see the process and what changed, you know, you as a viewer get to study what they were, you know, kind of looking at, which is great.
0: Yeah, and and just how the marks change from smaller scale to larger scale, just themes that they're thinking through. I agree, it's always one of my favorite parts (laughs) of an exhibition. So actually, I've never seen her studies, so that will be a, a real treat for me. This is Sarah Storey, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. You are listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. To have access to all Arts Hour interviews, Subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen to the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB. I'm Sarah Story, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. And we're joined today by Ryan Dennis, our curator over at the Mississippi Museum of Art. And today we're discussing a new exhibition that will open in February, Piercing the Inner Wall, the Art of Dusty Bonjay. And Dusty Bonjay, of course, was an artist from Biloxi. And we are just so excited to have her work in Jackson. Um, Ryan, so we were talking a little bit offline about the title of the exhibition. And I know this is an unfair question because you did not curate the show and you're discovering it along the way as we all are right now, but I'm struck by the title. So it's called Piercing the Inner Wall, the Art of Dusty Bonjay. And there's this great quote where Dusty talks about this concept. She says, the inner wall is, of course, up to you. It is a highly individual thing that surrounds the real person, not the superficial covering. I've always had the feeling that thoughts, ideas, and emotions can penetrate just like an arrow. They go straight through to that inner wall. Hmm. What, so as you've been looking looking at this body of work and, and and taking it in, sitting with it, thinking through it. What, what does that mean to you, the piercing the inner wall?
1: Um, that, well, first, I think it's such a it's such a lovely quote to bring out. Um, I think um, that quote kind of makes me think about this kind of concept of investigation with her work or like a kind of curiosity and like, uh, again, this kind of exploration of like, um, like maybe a whatever's kind of possible within without limitations, right? I don't think, and maybe it's just by um, maybe Dusty's upbringing, your kind of um, ability, right? To not, um, dreams with barriers right um, seems like this exploration of kind of freedom and growth and et cetera is reflected within that quote to me and you can also see it <clears throat> I think within the artwork um, and as you move through the exhibition um, maybe in a lot of ways it's just not being kind of like tethered to one thing or another but um, giving yourself a kind of freedom and expansiveness to um, try what works for your spirit and your soul in a moment's time throughout your life, right? Like this life that we have it, it is potentially going to be long for, for us, you know, whatever that means, right? Relatively speaking, but, um, you know, being kind of um, active in your pursuits um, Yeah that's what it you know that's what it means to me and and again I think what what will be really exciting is to hear from Bradley and to hear like his thinking behind you utilizing uh, maybe aspects of that quote you know within within the title but um, that's my perspective from n- not the you know organizing curator but um, it seems, kind of telling right um what do you think yeah I think Ooh, you're can right can I interview you a little bit <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I'm just curious
0: like what your reflection is to that yeah I, I agree I, I think that um Dusty just through her work and the little bit that I, I've seen it is very reflective it's reflective of her emotions as you mentioned the life around her whether it was New York or the coast you know going through a death bring life into the world um, and just mm-hmm. it, just one person's exploration of all of that and what I, one of my favorite things about a work of a singular artist is the opportunity for for us as viewers to really explore what it means to us individually I mean this was one woman's life and, and one woman's experience mm-hmm. but we all can learn and grow and see something in that you know maybe we see something new or maybe we see something in ourselves or recognize recognize an aspect of her mark making or her her quotes or her uh what she's thinking through um and so i i'm excited it's great to hear what you take away from the exhibition it's going to be exciting to hear what bradley semrall the, the curator says and then it'll be great to just hear from the community what they experience walking through through this exhibition by by one woman who you know mm-hmm. lived in 19 what was it 1903 to 1993
1: so it was Mm -hmm. a long long life yeah exactly i mean in her career right spans between the 1930s and the 90s when i mean just like within a period of an american history all of you know so many things were happening (laughs) in those time periods so um it's interesting but also you know i think what i've also kind of come to understand maybe about dusty as um, um uh, maybe just like um her up like her upbringing and and um and being yeah she just seemed like a very like a very southern woman, right <laughs> um and um And maybe really had a kind of blessed life to, you know, move and and navigate in the way that she did. So it's, you know, all of those things are really kind of fascinating when you think about, like, such uh, a a time period of, like, between the 30s and the 90s. There's so much going on, I'm sure. Um, But then situating her within that, you know, within that time frame is just really interesting to think about.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's exciting. Well we um, I definitely look forward to seeing the exhibition and, and just learning more along the way and there there will be some resources maybe online that you had mentioned before that that um, visitors
1: and and people that are interested could check out. Yeah definitely I mean, we are planning uh, a number of programs um, between the opening which um, happened on February 20th and the exhibition is on view until May 23rd um, so between kind of March and and May, uh, we'll have more gallery um, talks. There will, um, you know, potentially be some art on film and studio visits um, with local artists. Um, you know, around uh, um, kind of mixed media and um, and abstract work. And then a family day will take place um, on May first from nine thirty to twelve thirty, which is um, a fun uh filled i think day for um you know miss jackson the mississippians um really inspired by the exhibition and other exhibitions that we'll have on view at that time that's great
0: and and let's i'd love to hear a little bit more about what else is coming up what, what else are you working on over there at the museum yep yeah, what's,
1: so uh, yeah, what's on view our uh, new symphony of time which is our Um, uh, exhibition um, around our permanent collection will um, be on view and we are also working on um, Betty Call and Response which is an exhibition organized by LACMA um, in Los Angeles but we are bringing that down um, to Mississippi which is very exciting Um, that will happen April 10th through July 11th so um, working on that and then of course the kind of fall exhibition which I'll just plug is the Mississippi Invitational uh, which will happen August 14th through October, um, -October. mid-October.
0: That's great. And so what is the process for that? Are you guys um, do you have a juror that's working on that now or are you guys curating it internally? The Invitational?
1: Yep. The Invitational is being curated by Danielle Burns-Wilson who is a curator based in Houston, Texas. Um, She is in the process or nearly almost done with uh, studio visits with um, folks who submitted work and um, we are just working towards I mean she's been introduced to so many (laughs) Mississippian artists which is really fantastic. Um, I selected Danielle um, she's one of a dear friend and a colleague but just thinking about regionality and really amplifying right voices and curators of our region. Um, So I'm I'm very excited to see her perspective and what she produces um, for us. That's exciting. I always
0: enjoy seeing that exhibition. Is it every year or is it every other year. The invitation. Every year. Every year. Yeah. That's great. And so, what? tell us a little bit more about, um, I believe, you have a new artist in residence as well at Kate.
1: Is that correct? Uh, yeah, uh, we do. Um, <clears throat> Shiny Peters is our 2021 um, artist in residence. Um, we, were, we received funding from the Mellon Foundation um, to do new um, residency. So we have funding for 2021, 2022, and 2023, which we're so excited about. Um, Shawnee Peters is a Harlem-based um, artist, but her and her family are actually moving to New Orleans um, in the next few weeks. So um, her kind of practice has is so aligned with um, CAPE in terms of the values which are centered around equity and transparency and truth. Um, Shani comes from uh, years of kind of um, weaving uh, community um, projects and resident voices with, um, you know, educational opportunities that then um, create um, like objects, et cetera. So she is working, you know, right now um, we are working through, you um, like care-centered work and so identifying women, uh, mothers, um, people of color who um, are making or she will make connections if you will um, around care-centered practices especially you know after the year that we all just came out of. Um, So our first kind of phase of the project is to identify like a group of um, community workers um, which we are doing right now and um, really establishing some relationships so we're in a phase of relationship building which is you know really making a lot of adjustments because of you know this COVID moment where you know you would typically in previous times just like meet up for lunch or like have these you know moments where people can just be in real life and real meet, time meet someone in their home Exactly. All of those things. And so um, it's been, it's been an interesting and I think learning moment for all of us to, to how to build new relationships when we are not physically like, and, you know, in, in, one, in one another's space and those types of conversations also happen so organically, but um, so we're building her project out and up with um, residents of Jackson and um, we look forward to um, having a kind of public program where Shiny will introduce herself to our public um, by way of a lecture in the Zoom room at some point in the um, next, I think in early March, April, um, and then um, identifying uh, students and mothers and other workers that will um, kind of expand uh, these community projects that she is proposing with us. So I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to her, and I've worked with Shani as well. Um, she is just so community-minded, and when we think about Cave, I mean there, there are, there are a lot of artists I think doing kind of um socially engaged practices, but um, she's just so thoughtful, and I think she would make this a perfect. She makes such a perfect adi- addition to, you know, the values that we're trying to set out at the museum. So stay tuned.
0: (laughs) That's that's great. And that's great to hear that, um, that it's tied around care centers. I know that's been difficult for so many people, as you mentioned, especially in the past year. Um, And you, you have a young child, so I'm sure you're, you're feeling, feeling that very real.
1: It's very real. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Um, I also love that, um, that you're connecting with an artist that is going to be working the community in that way through the museums program I think a lot of people when they think about museums they think oh you go and you know see some art on a wall or maybe a sculpture in the grass Mm -hmm. what what does that mean to you to be able to have this this other program uh, that, that does go out into the community
1: I mean, I always, you know, I come from a, um, a kind of background where um, community practice and building is like just part of my life, right? It's not just about work. It, it I mean, it has made its way through work, but um, finding ways that a museum can expand its walls and really, you know, maybe even be uncomfortable, right? Like find and identify what makes the kind of expansion uncomfortable so that we can then bridge um, these gaps of um, who walks into the walls but also how do people engage with like public work out- outside of the campus of the museum um, how can there be interventions you know um, within other parts of Jackson that seem just kind of again like it's an intervention so there are these opportunities that are able to um, happen that piques one's curiosity to hopefully have some engagements that um, are met at the museum but elsewhere so i'm just really keen on finding ways to um, expand that and develop it at the museum and i think through a program like cape we're able to do so but also you know through exhibitions like leonardo drew which is on view right now or um, you know, thinking about public art and just uh, and exhibition making and um, and commissions and more, you know, truly expansive ways that are engaging and allow for us to do our work and um, meet people where they are. It's really important.
0: That's great. Well, Ron, we're just we're so glad that you're in Jackson. We're just thrilled that you're a <laughs> part of our arts community now, and um, just grateful I'm thrilled for to you. here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. This is Sarah Story, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. You are listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. To have access to all Arts Hour interviews, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen to the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m.